Hey guys, this is the Greg Hitler episode of The Tony Show. Couple of notes, I left in in the second beat a silent part of the show. Greg Hitler's doing his character performance and the last one he dons a chaplain mustache and does a silent film act on stage. Uh, I left it in simply because it would have been weird to take it out. Also at the end, as Greg Hitler, I moralize about how we can never forget the Holocaust, and also how there's always the possibility of a new demonic human monster uh, about to bring horror to the earth. And I thought I was doing a really good subtle German accent, but it really sounds like a sort of Hindu slash Pakistani accent. So really enjoy that, that I continually lapse into this weird sort of Gandhi voice, uh, but enjoy the content. Okay, enjoy the show. This is a song about a superhero named Tony. It's called Tony's Thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the month. It's tax day, but that's not what we're dealing with tonight. Instead, we're looking at the Montreal Comedy Festival. We've given over our show to the comedy duo of Greg and Andy, who will be performing their Montreal audition for all of you tonight. Let's welcome Greg and Andy! We're friends, comedy partners till the end. His great-grandfather was a crazy, ruthless fanatic. His grandmother lived in an attic way to stay on time. <laughs> We're amigos, funny bugs, wherever I go. Hey, how much does that holocaust? Oh, you! <laughs> but that's in the past. That's, that's in, in the, the past. past. <laughs> back and relax. You'll have a guess. Man. Andy, you gotta work on that timing, man. You blew like five stanzas coming up with that fanatic line. Oh, well, you know, it wasn't six million. Uh. Hey, I've gotta let him joke, okay? Cause it's my fault. I mean, not mine, but my great grandfather's. But, you know, he kids, but I wanna be serious for a second. We're Greg and Andy. I, this is Greg Hitler. Yeah, and this is Andy Frank. Hi, and, hello. Um, and we have a very uh, we have a very interesting, I guess history is the way to put it. Yes, we do. Um, you know, a lot of people already say, well, wait a minute, Anne Frank and Adolf Hitler didn't have children, but they did. Uh, it was <laughs> just unreported. Uh, That's funny. I should write that down. <laughs> Andy, seriously. No, I like writing things down. I know you do. I like to document everything. I know you. I do. like to document what jokes work. Uh, Andy, Andy, Andy. No, Greg. Um, you know, so we, of course, didn't find each other uh, until we ended up in Gavin Spieler's 201 UCB class. <laughs> we were talking one day at the break in the lobby. I helped him get uh, Snickers out of the machine. Oh, yeah. And uh, he didn't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That's a surprise, right? Yeah, you're right. Uh, but we kid like that all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing you have to understand is that, yes, we have a legacy, and I have a legacy of horror in my family, and I know that. I and have a legacy of horror when my mom tells me I should get married, right? Andy, <laughs> seriously, Andy, it's serious what happened. It's oh. serious. The Holocaust is serious. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay? And I mean, you know, sorry. you should reflect a little bit more on the life that was lost, and uh, I know I do every day. Um, because of that, I sterilize myself. I... Uh, I am no longer able to reproduce. I mean, I can have surgery to change that, but as of right now, 
I decided that I don't want to continue the lineage. Um, it's been too many generations. And listen, I'm nothing like my grandfather. I, I mean, my great-grandfather. <laughs> I, I want to say, I'm a little bit like my grandfather. I got to say, he was a fun guy. But <laughs> my great-grandfather, I am nothing like him. And I have spent my life, my life, distancing myself from the name Hitler. Um, of course, I'm embracing it now. Um, because I feel like part, we're a comedy duo, and when we got together, we're roommates, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we met, and we hit it, it off. off. Yeah. And it's funny, because, you know, my father's, we live right next to my father's apartment, mm -hmm. and we do, I mean, we share everything. He pays the bills, I'll tell you that, because <laughs> I'm a mess. And, uh, but I'm in charge of cleaning and making sure that everything's in order in the house. I'm the neat freak. <laughs> that the dishes get done <laughs> on yep. time. They gotta get done on time! <laughs> And right uh, after the meal. Yeah. <laughs> I always said, oh, my God, we can't watch TV until we do the dishes. <laughs> and, you know, and I yell like that, but it's fun. Yeah, it's and all fun. And so anyway, you know, there was this little bit of property that actually my father used to own that's abutting our apartment. And so I just, we just annexed it for barbecues. Yeah. And it's great. It's my father's land. And, you know, it's the land that I come from. And so I just said, hey, if no one's using it, I'm going to annex my father's land. And so I did. Right. <laughs> and That's we true. barbecue every we week. We barbecue. Oh, my God. We built this incredible outdoor brick pizza oven. Uh -huh. It is... Tell him about it. You built it. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, just He was sweating and laboring every day to oh build yeah. that oven. A lot of heavy bricks I had yeah. to carry. I don't know why we had to use such heavy bricks to create. Well, because a that's the heat. You want to get the real good heat for the pie. Oh my the only way to get that good crust is it's got to be, I think it's like 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit in order to get a good pizza crust. This I is really know that true. the traditional barbecue pit is usually like three Well, we're not feet. talking about pit. Well, I know, but like <laughs> a traditional one is like three to four feet. Or like right, yeah, but, it's but not ours pit, is it's a complete, complete yeah. walk-in. It's a wa it's a full walk-in. It's a full walk-in because you can then put more pizzas in it. It's really great, and yeah. I mean, not he lost so much weight while building that. Oven. Oh my god, you thought you I you think I'm fat now? Oh I mean, my god, he was huge. I was huge. Uh, anyway, so we started writing sketches. Oh yeah, and we're, we're just, just ideas were just. I mean, they were flowing, and we're, so we're so excited uh, to have an opportunity to audition for Montreal. There he is. That's you know. the guy. I love the French. I just want to say that. <laughs> I know that, you know, my family's had a hard, oh, they're, difficult they're history with the French, and, and I just want to say that that has nothing to do with uh, me or, you know, my family. And, you know, listen, every day I wake up and I go, ooh, I hate Adolf Hitler. I hate what he did. I hate right. him. And oh I, how many God. times do I say to you, we're just watching <laughs> Scandal, and I'll turn over and say I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah. Constantly. There's just nonstop, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you know what? It's okay. Okay? Seriously, bro. Like, I just want to say that every time. Thanks, man. Seriously. Thank Thanks, man. God, man. But I he's a joker. Oh, I mean, yeah. he jokes about this subject. At, I mean, it's Passover today. Oh, yeah. He, did, he skipped the Seder I to come to this show. I, I'll do that Seder later. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> uh, Woo! That is funny. Yeah. That is funny. Hey, you know what I want to do? Uh, do you mind if I do a little crowd work? Oh, my God. I want you to see. Greg is such a people person. Yes. I, this is, like, great. I'm not, I'm not really that talented in, like, interacting with people at all. You know, because I'm a neurotic Jew, I guess. <laughs> you are. If there's a neurotic <laughs> Jew, oh it's my this God. guy. Fucking put something on him to identify him, because <laughs> yeah, he's the neurotic Jew. God. Oh, People God. just think I'm some kind of overweight zoo orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't compare yourself to an animal. <laughs> so, I just want to go and talk to audience and, you know, meet some people, meet some faces. Look at you. You are just striking Blonde, beautiful face. Look at you. Those blue eyes, they are beautiful. She's very, very nice attractive. features, too. Do you mind if I just touch your head? Look at the proportion on her head. It's wow. really fascinating. Do you have a sister? Is she a twin? No. You know, you know how much you love twins? Oh, I do. I love twins. <laughs> I love twins. Can't get enough of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, listen, you can put the lights down, Pat. Doesn't need to be that bright. So tell me, where are you from? Uh, Alabama. Oh, that's wonderful. Alabama. Uh. 
Alabama. Ooh, go Alabama. Ooh, <laughs> We're just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do you know what your family history is? Where you're from originally? Uh, Alabama. Really? That's good. Um, <laughs> family history? Yeah. Do you understand the question? What is your <laughs> genetic lineage? What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> I've had a few Obviously, the people in Alabama, they're, they're not <laughs> appreciative well, of knowledge. Well, maybe I have a family history. real. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, you mean he whispered when my cousin died and did? Uh, oh, my God. You can't. I can't wait till you guys see Greg's characters. Oh Greg characters. Great I don't want to sell myself too hard, but my characters are fun. His characters are fun. I never Where seen is your family lineage from? Tell me now! <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to get worked up. I'm sorry. All right. Dad's from Connecticut. We got a little French, Irish, a uh, little Indian. Little, that's about it. So you're a mutt. Great. That was nice talking to you. <laughs> You really cut her down a peg, Greg. This is a game that uh, I'm going to say that Andy plays, but I like to play it too, is how many Jews are in the audience. And I'm going to say, let me just look around. It's usually easy to spot you guys. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Don't forget that guy over there. It looks like he has a deli sausage hanging off. Where face. is he? Where is he? Where is the guy with the deli sausage <laughs> hanging off his face? <laughs> that one? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, you know, you're blonde. It's not real blonde, but how you doing? What's your name? I'm Greg. Greg Hitler. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Where are you from? Uh, oh, okay. Where's your family background from? Do you always say, uh, before you, <laughs> like a record starting when you talk? Or do you, <laughs> a front of a Hitler? Uh, I, okay, I'm going to say something right now. Were you deaf at one point? Because it sounds, you have a very muddled voice. Hey, man, that's <laughs> not funny. No, Andy, it's not. Don't make fun of the handicap. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I'm just We're having doing an a little audition. fun. Just he's always <laughs> jealous. He's like ragging on. You want to talk with a guy who does race humor and handicap humor and homophobic shit? This guy, I gotta constantly rein him in. Because I don't believe, you know, I believe everybody is created with a purpose, okay, on this planet. And that's what I want Hitler to be associated with. I want Hitler, I want the name Hitler to be associated with fun, laughter, a little bit of pranking around, <laughs> but mostly equality. And an eye that doesn't see color, doesn't see race, doesn't see gender. It just sees the human soul. Okay? And comedy characters like how Lily Tomlin did them. Yes. I want to be the Hitler of Lily Tomlin. <laughs> okay? So thank you so much. Let me know when your motor goes up to 72 RPM, and then we'll come back and talk to you. <laughs> you are, the Montreal oh, guy is hello. really enjoying the oh, show. This guy. Oh, I'm tight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy from Montreal. I'm just going to say that. We probably shouldn't be talking to him. It's a little weird. Hi. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm a talent scout. Come on, just get, move on. Okay, okay, cool. Where are you from? Are you Jewish? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, um, Andy and I go to the same synagogue when, when I'm in New York. Oh. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, so you guys know each other already? Yeah, a little bit. Good, yeah, for, for good, good. The good shoe-in. What? What did you say? Hagsamea? What's what are you speaking some secret pig Latin? What is no, that? No, no, no. It's ha ha happy penciled. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all right, great. Okay, great. Well it's a good. Uh, I could be a buddy too. I could be a friend too, okay? This I really need this. I really need to go to Montreal. So, you know. I don't you know Montreal really is beautiful. Montreal is beautiful and also just, you know, art is the way I express a lot of parts of me that are angry and are <laughs> pent up. And I don't really know, for me, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have art. That's all I'm going to say. If so I didn't have art, I'd be working in my dad's furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> all right. <laughs> Guys, 
We've got some great talent here, though, tonight. Oh my and God. when we come back, we're going to be giving you our first sketch and some of our character rundowns. So look forward to that. But we want to welcome to the stage. This is a funny guy that Tony saw perform somewhere else. I <laughs> can't remember right now uh, in the sense that I am connected to him psychically. So let's welcome him to the stage, Will Miles! What's up, everybody? How's it going? Yeah, can't wait to tell my parents I worked with Hitler. That'd be really fun. <laughs> it's great. I lost my voice doing a bunch of Molly the other day, so sorry for that. Um, it's true. I thought my voice was like real low, but I was yelling the whole time, I guess. <laughs> it happens. It's a Sunday thing. Uh, <laughs> drinking this cider. How's everybody feel? Very good. Feeling very like racially good and like, you know, everybody's happy still. <laughs> I don't know. Might as well ask. <laughs> you gotta see. I'm black if you can't tell. Uh it's fun to be black in New York City. Shout out to all the people who are not. Because <laughs> that's all I can see. Uh <laughs> it's good. I live in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Anybody in Brooklyn? Yeah, it's a nice place to be. I love it out there because it's like half gentrified, and so am I, so like we get each other. <laughs> I like that about the neighborhood, it's great. <laughs> like I can walk out and I can see all the gentrification just outside my door, it's my favorite thing about Brooklyn. Because I walked out the other day and I saw two dudes in a fist fight. Uh, they may or may not have been Puerto Rican. Uh, <clears throat> Actually, I'm sure they were Puerto Rican. I asked them later about it. But uh, <laughs> they were in a fight, they had tattoos on their face, their neck, and their chest, and I know that because they had no shirts on and it was 35 degrees. Uh, I walked out, I saw that, I was like, holy shit, this is a dope-ass fight. Then I walked like a half a block the other way, and I had probably the best brunch I've ever had. <laughs> ever, like, ever had. <laughs> I had boysenberry pancakes, I didn't even know those existed. I still don't know what a boysenberry is, I refuse to use Google. <laughs> I refuse to check it out. Uh, <laughs> I saw another cool thing, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, so. All right, nice. You escaped, good job. Uh, <laughs> I saw this cool thing. I was walking down the street over here, and I saw a guy get in an argument with a policeman. And I don't get to see that in Chicago because, you know, people uh, die. So <laughs> it's cool to watch out here. It's great. And I watched it. He started the conversation with a cop by saying, fuck you, which is awesome. I was like, ooh, let me pull out my earbuds. This is getting good. <laughs> and he kept going. He was like, hey, man, fuck you. Fuck you. You think I don't know the law? I know the law. If you walk across this street, I'll fuck you up. He said that to a cop. And I don't think that dude knew the law at all. <laughs> at all. Pretty sure that's not in the law book. I would have read about that by now. Well, did you just rob that bank? Yeah, it's fine. I crossed the street. I got this. I know what's up. I have been black my whole life. Grew up black. Still black today. There's a lot of generalizations that come from that when you're a child and when you're an adult. Uh, you know, like big... Black dick or whatever and all that shit. That's true, but I got um, <laughs> I got journalized in a weird way the other day. I was walking up from the train station, and it got to one of those points when everybody just stops walking and nobody really knows why. And like, we're all looking ahead like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. And uh, everybody in front of me, I guess, looked a little bit similar. Then this old black dude behind us just yells out, hey, y'all better tighten up or loosen up, because I got to get the fuck by. <laughs> It's a great thing to yell. He's got a lot of new phrases I'm going to try out. Like, I get it. But then he just goes, I hate y'all goddamn Asians, and starts to walk away. <laughs> it was weird for me because I was standing there. So I just looked back. I was like, hey, man, you can't talk to us like that. And he was like, us? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> they seem like nice people. I just wanted to be a part of something. <clears throat> Very nice. Race is weird. I don't know race. I'm trying to figure it out. I got in an argument with an African girl on New Year's Eve. I'm very proud of that. Uh, <laughs> we were flirting, and I was flirting so well that it became an argument out of nowhere. And uh, <laughs> at some point, she, she was arguing with me about who was blacker than the other. She got mad. She was like, I'm from London. I may be from London, but my whole family is from Morocco. I am way blacker than you. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But I'm from Chicago. And I have absolutely no idea about my family history. <laughs> so I'm way blacker than you. 
I'm so black, I might be European. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out. It's hard. I tried to use Ancestry.com to find out more. Couldn't use it very well. It just went back a couple hundred years, and then it just said boat. <laughs> then my computer exploded. It was the worst thing <laughs> in the world. Anybody in love? Speaking of race. <laughs> no, very madly not, not in love. Uh, madly's not a word. Anyway, <laughs> he's not in love. You'll find love, I hope, one day, sir. All right. <laughs> Maybe not. Anybody else in love? No? Yell if you're in love. Good. Yell if you're a single girl who smokes weed and likes black dudes. Maybe wants to try Molly. Um, if you're into it, uh, <laughs> I can make one call. I, uh, I am looking for love right now. It's very hard. I broke up with... <laughs> I broke up with this girl like eight months ago, so I'm in a weird place. Like, well, my story is that we broke up. Her story is that she moved to San Francisco. We never actually dated, but <laughs> fuck does she know? She's crazy. So I'm back <laughs> in the scene. I'm dating in Williamsburg. It's fun. Uh, there's a lot of different things involved with dating. Uh, like, I lied to a girl. I didn't mean to, but I, I felt like I had to because it was, it was 2 a.m., and if I had told the truth, like, we would have not gone home. But <laughs> so I lied to her. I didn't feel good about it, but... It, was, it hit a point in the night when we're sitting there at the bar and we're drinking and somebody walks in the bar and they kind of smell like weed and they walk right past us and she just looks at me and goes, ugh, I hate weed. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> and I went out with this girl for like two weeks and for two weeks she believed I never smoked weed and that I never said the N-word. And if you know me, those are like two of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I actually wake up every morning and look in the mirror and go, all right, nigga, let's do this. <laughs> it's a fun way to start your day. Like, try it out when I'm not around. <laughs> also, in college, I did try to start this fraternity called High Nigga Pie. That's a, <laughs> it's a true story. I went to the board and everything. I was like, hey, like, start this frat, please. High Nigga Pie, Will Mouse. Freshman, thanks. The lady just looked at me. She was like, uh, nigga is not Greek. I was like, you know what? You niggas are not Greek. I'm going to start. <laughs> You're from San Francisco. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got a spirit guide, though. He's helped me find love. I will find love as a result of my spirit guide. He's helping me out. You guys know him. He's an actor. His name is Matthew McConaughey. He's a genius. I called Oscar on Ed TV, but I was a little bit early. Uh, him and Woody Harrelson had such chemistry, right? Uh, but it, it's great. I love romance comedies. It's my favorite genre movie. I watch them every day. I literally lost my virginity while watching Along Came Polly. It's true. I was 19. I was very happy to see it. <laughs> More happy about the results. Um, <laughs> but romance comedies are great. I watch them every day. I do certain things in my daily life to make like love happen if I just follow the guidelines of the romantic comedies. So one thing I do that's just like romantic comedies, anytime I meet a girl for the first time and I think she's really pretty, I've become best friends with her for like five years, like five solid years before I realized we should be in love and I should like learn her full name and everything. And uh, another thing I do like romantic comedies, anytime I, I see a couple arguing on the train, I always get right in between. And I'm always like, hey, come on, sir, really? She doesn't deserve this. Come with me, miss. Let's get off at the next stop. <laughs> she never leaves, but I try like every day. So <laughs> it'll happen one day. And another thing I do like romantic comedies, anytime I see a couple kissing right outside of a bar, I always try to be like the black dude in the background of those movies who just kind of walks by and goes, you know, that's all right, and just <laughs> <laughs> keeps walking. <laughs> I want to be a black extra so bad. Like, I take classes on it. I can shrug, I can eye roll. What? Hell no, that's crazy. <laughs> that's the scene. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. I did go on an audition not too long ago that I'm not proud of, but I had to do it because I needed the money. It was uh, a vo audition to be the voiceover of a ghetto squirrel. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And uh, it was so bad that I looked at the script, and it was like, man, these nuts is crazy. I was like, all right, I got this. <laughs> I'll figure it out. It was weird because it said, what we're looking for is somebody like the zebra from Madagascar or the donkey from Shrek, which is Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy not living up to that for one. That wasn't even the weirdest part, though. The weirdest part, the next line just said, this squirrel didn't go to college. What the fuck? <laughs> First of all, no squirrel went to college. <laughs> the 
That would be amazing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I've been Will Miles. Peace. Give it up for Will again. That was great. Really great. Man, I'll tell you, I've never been more proud. I'm full of pride for myself. I'm full of pride for this audience. And I want to say something. I don't want to speechify here for a second, but, you know, what we're doing here is important, you know? Comedy matters. It liberates us, and the UCB has an opportunity to take over the entire city. It could take over the entire country with comedy. And we have to believe in ourselves. We can't let naysayers like people from the Magnet or the Pit or I.O. tell us what to do. They're comedy vermin. They're leeching off of us. We have to stay strong with the UCB principles. And one of the UCB principles inadvertently is a majority white audience. <laughs> it is strange how those things line up. And you know, when you're a Hitler, who knows, maybe it's subconscious that I got attracted to coming here. But it seems to be true. <sighs> That's a little poli political comedy for you. Okay. <laughs> All right, great. So, of course, uh, we didn't have time to memorize this, but it is our writing on stage, okay? So I think that you're going to really enjoy this. This is, I'm just going to give a little background. Andy likes to go get a lot of Chinese food. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Typical Jew. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, we joke like that all the time. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. It's and fine. we've been we've been Auschwitz together. Just so you know, we've been Auschwitz together. I cried. I said I was sorry. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are always like, "Hey, did you guys meet at like some Holocaust museum?" I'm like, who looks? <laughs> who talks to each other <laughs> at Holocaust museums? <laughs> Please. Why, Although, why, and why would a Nazi go to a Holocaust museum? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not under. Not wearing anything. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, you know, any identifiable markings, but like. We did take a vacation because we did. The one thing the Hitler family kept was Eagle's Nest because it was such a great vacation home. Oh, and it's beautiful. Eagle's we Nest. We took a beautiful. trip there and it was great. We played yeah. Xbox. Oh, we yeah. sat. I got to sit where my great grandfather sat. Yeah. You sat where Goebbels sat. Mm -hmm. That Remember was that? neat. Yeah. We did a little cool. role play, a little improv. <laughs> it was very funny. Oh, yeah. It was a fun, fun time. You know, it was great. All right. Anyway. He always has a problem with this one Chinese waitress. Oh, my God. And I'm telling you right now, this guy wrote this, playing with race. I did not ask to do this. <laughs> but I will commit to anything. He punched it up a little bit. I will commit to doing any character no matter what. And I just want you to know that. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> Pat? Can I get any service around here? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Misa. Uh, number one. Oh, number one. Come no, no, right no, 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 no. You don't understand. I don't want a number one. That's my name. Jose number one. Oh, number one. Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> no, I heard no, the first no, time. No, come on. No, that's my name. I told you. All right. Now, let me look at the menu here and decide what I want. Uh, I don't really agree with vegetables. You might say my stomach has a beef with broccoli. <laughs> oh, yes, beef broccoli coming no, right No, 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 you don't understand. You're not listening to me. I was just saying. Saying? Oh, she works on Wednesdays. No, 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 no. Who? What Who? are you talking about? Oh, yes. Me. Who? Yes, me. Who's who? What? What? <laughs> me. Look. Don't you say how, how? is this? How is this happening? How works Wednesdays, too. Okay. Blew that one, too, huh? <laughs> you had the script right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Look, whatever you get me, just put mustard on the side. Ah. Hot, spicy mustard on yes, the side. Yes, yes. Coming right up. Jesus, just wants a little service. Oh, here's your Chinese food. <laughs> what? Uh, Chinese food coming right up, but here's mustard packet. Oh, thank you. 
Thanks. Hot spicy mustard. I really don't want to commit to eating this. Should we just do it? This is for the Montreal Festival. Sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, so now. <coughs> Greg, what's the matter? The mustard! What about the mustard? The mustard affected my voice! Wow. How can I do my characters this way? Well, uh, well, the mustard! Well, we were the mustard right, got in me, my throat! Was, and now the mustard's in my throat and I can't! Calm down. Why did you insist on doing this? I, I'm fine. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I why my throat? I'm more sensitive to mustard. I don't know why your throat is sensitive. I don't believe you. <laughs> no. Am I supposed to do my characters? I don't know. Let me. Why don't you have some water or something? I'll, 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 I'll do mine Mark, first. you're a good friend. You're a good friend. I'll go clear my throat. Do your characters. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do something. I'm so sorry. I'll be back. Uh, here, let me, I'll tell you what. Let me just do some of my impressions real quick. Uh, my uh, first one is uh, John. Well, they're just really impressions. So uh, this is John C. Riley in Boogie Nights. Okay, okay, the tapes. You, you, you own them, okay? All right. All right, that's John C. Riley. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, this is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights. Oh, uh, Derek, that's a, I, I really like your name a lot. It's really good. <laughs> it's really sexy. <laughs> All right, John C. Philip Seymour Hoffman. All right. I wasn't going to do a bad joke like that about his death or anything. That would be terrible. Uh, all right. Oh, and here's my last one. This is uh, Walter Matthau. That kid, that kid is a menace. I hate Dennis the menace. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was uh, those are my, uh, my my characters. Uh, I've been spending years doing them. Those are great. Yeah. Thank you. My throat hasn't cleared up. Oh God. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm gonna do mine now. Okay. Andy, Frank. Yeah. Andy Frank, everybody. Okay. So my first. <laughs> my first character. Is a Jewish doctor who is bad at his job. His name is Dr. Destin, the worst nightmare for a patient, a Jewish doctor who's bad at his job. Hello, I'm Dr. Justin. I mean, but Destin. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm Dr. Destin. I don't know how to diagnose you. Oh, what's this? My last surgery went okay. Thank you. Greg, that was really offensive. I, all right. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm sorry I didn't come to all the rehearsals. Could you not interrupt me while I'm doing my audition? I know. You mouthy, mouthy Jew. What? Greg? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. Great. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Andy. I'm sorry, Andy. No, I'm sorry, I love you. I'm you sorry. Know, that bit was really offensive, you know. Oh, come on, we joke around all the time about yeah, that. Yeah, but that just seemed really awful. You're the one who said, wouldn't a terrible nightmare for Halloween be to be a bad doctor? Yeah, but this was like... This the <laughs> the <laughs> mustard's affected my cadence. Yeah, you sound a little feminine. This next character is a little boy who's a crossing guard. Of course, I can't do my little boy voice, so please imagine. <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> I don't know where you should cross the street. Oh, everyone stop. I'm a little boy. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what? That is nothing like how you rehearsed it. <laughs> Hi, my next character is perfect and silent. This oh. is my Charlie Chaplin impression. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, I know he kind of messed up those. He's really good with this. All right. 
Oh, man. That's my audition. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope you really enjoyed the audition. Ah, can't get this off. You can't. What did okay. you use? Did you use just regular spirit glue? Nope. I used the industrial strength glue that I found in the back. <laughs> Why did you use that glue? I don't know, Andy. <laughs> Stop stuffing on my audition. <laughs> I know you two know each other, and just because you two run in the same synagogue, you're going to get some leg up. I'm so I sorry. I literally talked to him like I'm once. Sorry. I am sorry. I don't know what has come over me. I think it is the nerves. Oh, my voice. Oh, it's gone again. Jeez. I don't know what got into me. I apologize. I you swear to you. I'm not normally this angry. I just have a lot riding on this. Andy, you did a good job, too. Thanks. But may the best man win. Well, hopefully both of us, but if one of us has to go, I really need it. No! I thought we were auditioning as a team. I don't know! It's every man for himself! <laughs> Please, let's welcome to the stage our next act of the evening. You I could see her at South by Southwest. She has a new album, Silly Jazz. Her name is Camille Harris. Good. <laughs> check, check, one, two, one, two, check, check, one, two, one, three. Got it. Get it, got it, good. My name is Camille Harris. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You guys, and you. Thanks for coming, you guys. Uh, Jordan, are you here? Thank you for coming, Jordan. Give it up for him. It's my bud. My bud. My husband's also in the audience. Give it up for him. I know if there's one thing people like, it's being told to clap. Because I've been in a crowd, and I know what that's like. Okay, we're just going to dive straight into some silly jazz. I recorded an album called Silly Jazz of my comedy jazz songs. Um, and uh, I've got a few of those off my new hit record. Um, it actually was in the top 50 jazz CDs for about 25 minutes when I first released it. Cool, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> thank you, thank you, you, and Justin. I mean, I don't know your name is in the show. Uh, this is idiot. Okay, this is the thing. Sorry. Uh, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say this is. I'm gonna play some love songs. You guys want some love songs? Yeah, you guys. You guys love love, right? Who doesn't love love? I've written a lot of um. That was really cool. Um, this is uh, gonna be a couple songs. Um, I love you. I'm gonna do love song punny song and then another love song okay here we go a love song i'm in love with the monster under my bed i'm in love i just can't get him out of my head he's a fascinating creature with a polka dot nose i wish that i could tell him that i hope he never goes away from under my bed thank you pat because i'm in love with the monster under my bed i'm in love i just can't get him out of my head his name is charles and he loves to play chess he only comes out at night and he's always dressed in red from under my bed but i love him yes i love him but he only sees me as a piece of meat but i want him yes i want him but he seems a bit strange when he says i smell sweet yes, i'm in love and i hope he loves me too yes i'm in love i just don't know what i should do he always says i'm the kettle of crim but i think he means that i'm only crim to him from under my bed when he says <laughs> he really knows how to stop my heart and he goes <laughs> 
you get me going. I don't ever want to part. Because I'm in love with the monster under my bed. Yes, I'm in love. I just can't get him out of my head. I'm in love. Yes, I am very much in love with the monster under my bed. And I don't care. And then he wants to eat my head. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was the song, The Monster Under My Bed. I write a lot about love and, you know, life and all that beautiful stuff. And I'm just grateful to be here. Uh, this next song is called Kindergarten is for Communists and I Won't Go. They say puns are the lowest form of comedy, but music is above comedy, many may argue, and um, singing is even higher than that, and especially if you have a good voice. Um, it just creates a really, well, you'll see the song's really good, so. Uh, here we go. The kindergarten is for communists, and I won't go. I'm not stalling, I'm just taking my time. I'm never going back there, I committed no crime. I hate following the leader, always in a line. I'm never sleepy when they force us into nap time. I'm the one who brought the pack of Twizzlers to school and they made me give it all away. Very uncool. I could be calling little Lindsay. Comrade, bro, you know me, cause kindergarten is for communists and I won't go. Kindergarten is for communists and I won't go. Kindergarten is for communists, no, I won't go. Oh, kindergarten is for communists, where the teachers make us share. Kindergarten is for communists, it's just not fair. The red scare of chicken pox has filled me full of dread. I will not conform, I'd rather be in bed. After pushing little Cindy, I got blacklisted and got sent to Principal McCarthy's room. When I told him of my teacher's un-American ways, he decided to ignore my bad marks. Marks is a stretch, <laughs> but I put it in there. You know, it's like marks in school. You get it, like in Carl. So the teacher could be overthrown, overthrown. great. I grew up in a Trekkie family. You know, it's uh, it's just something that was ingrained in me. My mom always talks about the genius of Gene Roddenberry. I mean, it's just a thing. It's a common phrase in our in our family dinners. Uh, it's a, and I, you know, I, I grew up playing with the trinkets. I'm not, you know, all the stuff they had. I had one of the things that was here, and um, pretty cool. So this is a song that's loving tribute to one character in particular. And you know, it's about yeah, the actors are also you know. Yes, but also it's the character, though. Um, so this is a song called Spock is Hot, a Vulcan love song. My parents always delay. Why did I never see that you and I were meant to be? Could you make it green because his blood is green? People may say that Kirk is fine and they like Scotty but I'm in love with the most logical choice because Spock is hot. And oh, 
and the butter pot of love and the USS Enterprise. And oh, where would it go on Vulcan with you? We could gaze at Mount Celia, maybe even see the fine plains of Ra. You could pick me a favinet, which is a type of orchid only found on Vulcan. And I could bite that sexy pointed air of Vulcan love as hard as the planet itself. I wish you didn't cleanse your emotion with your culinar. I thought a love would be everlasting, but it seems to me your Vulcan relationships rarely are. So calm me up in another seven years for your next ponfar. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know what this means, a ponfar is this uh, thing that happens to Vulcans every seven years, and they have to mate with someone, or they'll die! Because they're blood boils. Come on, Spock. You're a genius. I'm pretty much a genius, too. We could do this. Listen, the concept of time travel has changed since the original series came out. Um, it is now possible to go back in time and create an alternative timeline. You can also meet your past, future, present self. It's possible. There's no more chrono guard or time police coming out to get you, right? You can come back to 2014. Uh, we could be together. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I'm Camille Harris. Check it out on iTunes. Give it up for Camille Harris again. Camille, thank you. Thank you, Camille Harris. I'm a huge Camille fan of Harris. So, some of the marker rubbed off on my crossing guard, Ben, and I can't seem to get this off. I don't know Totally why. embarrassed, Andy. I don't do not want, I have spirit gum on me all the time. I don't know why you just didn't ask Course, me. Of course, always ready, always prepared for anything. Oh, for Christ's sake, Andy, will you put my phone number in your fucking phone and stop writing it on your wrist? I don't have that option on the phone. Everybody has that option, Andy. I got a really old phone. I can't do it. Can't As you can see, Andy's in his casual wear and yeah. his pajamas. Yeah, just. I just thought uh, I want. I it's. I was spitzing like crazy on stage. It's so hot. This is so much. I know it's very hot. It's very hot on. Not stage. hot enough to melt this mustache off, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> well. It's about time to decide who it's going to be. Yeah. Us. Why don't you come, on, yeah, yeah, come on stage? This will be great. Would you mind, sir, coming up? Yeah. We're not ashamed to, to, to hear the news one way or another. Yeah, I mean, all these people obviously know that this was for an audition, so they should know the outcome. Everybody raise your hand if you knew it was an audition. Raise your hand high. Raise your hand high. Raise it high. Point it a little forward <laughs> so I can see. Good, good. Very good. Sorry about my voice. So? Uh, yeah. Oh. There you go. Well, okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. enough. Yep. All right. So, um. <laughs> We're here. Why don't I? Yeah, great. There you go. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> you had some ambitious comedy. The, uh, the sketches, you put a lot of heart into them. Thank you. Uh, that having been said, um, clearly you've morphed into Hitler. <laughs> that aside, you know what? That I'm doesn't always Hitler. I'm Greg Hitler. Greg, yeah. That doesn't bother me as much as just... It shouldn't bother you. I shouldn't be responsible for my father's great-grandfather's crimes. 
You kept looking at me. I'm a talent scout. You don't like wink, wink, nudge, nudge at the talent scout. That's just really uncomfortable. This I don't Shit. care about. So I'm going to have to go with Andy Frank. Andy, you what? were actually oh. hilarious. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the Montreal Comedy Festival. I will oh, wow. award you with this badge oh, wow. of it's honor. Like kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, congratulations. This is oh, a big honor. What's your name, anyway? What's your name? My name is Miles Smith. Miles Smith? You go to synagogue with him? Yeah. That's not a Jewish name. My dad was raised Catholic, and my mom's Jewish, so I'm Jewish. Oh, I see how it is. Get out of here! Get off the stage! Gladly. Get off the stage! I understand what it is! I get it! One Jew has another Jew out! That's the way it works in Hollywood, huh? All of you people constantly telling the same story over and over again? As if what is of the heart for a bunch of little Jew dwarfs running around in the gold? What Star Wars, a bunch of Jews hunted by a bunch of space Nazis? I know, I know! The truth is you've been betraying me every moment! Andy, he says I'll control the news! I'll control the news! But I know the truth! He's scheming money for me! He's taking money from me every week! God, and this can possibly be $545 a month! I know that! You wouldn't let the meter guy in! I'm resting when I do that! Year in and year out, we write our comedy sketches! I wrote a comedy sketch when I was doing a date in jail for smoking weed in front of McManus! And I had to stay in front of McManus in the jail all night! And I wrote a sketch called My Struggle. My struggle was about someone who couldn't get out of a bed. And it was very funny. And everybody read it. And then I went to a variety of indie comedy rooms all around downtown where they sell beer. And I would speak about my struggle. And I would share my struggle. And all the alternative comedy scene people loved it. Hipsters love me. Hipsters love me. I go to Brooklyn. And it's like I'm at home. Black boots, black pants, pure white faces, marching along. That's what I want to see. Look at how the Montreal coming festival. I'll be in Montreal before you know it. And I'll make them kneel with my be author impression. It's time that we start marking the comedians with the types of talents they have. We should mark stand-ups with an S, improvisers with an I, and sketch comedians with another S, but make it pink because they're all queers. Speaking of which, I would like to introduce our final act of the evening, a sketch by Keith and Jesse. Guys, we're Keith and Jesse. We're going to do some sketch for you. It's not going to be mostly about Hitler. <laughs> Good? Yeah, cool. Cool. Right this way, President Lincoln. The show will be beginning any minute. Splendid. I love the theater. Right here, these are flowers and it's stuck underneath, but like you don't know that yet, but it's just laying right in front of you. 
I'm a police officer made out of mercury, and I think slavery is wrong. I'm a police officer made out of mercury. He's good, yeah. Boosh, 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 boosh. Jeez, jeez, jeez. More realistic. You look like a Muppet. I don't look like a Muppet. Oh, my God. Everybody shut up for a second. Everybody shut up. Um, um, shut up. So what happened there was you were all asleep, and you were all having a collective dream, and now you're awake, and we're going to start the show. So that's cool. So let's get Hope the show don't make me wish I were dead. Do States rights! Animal! 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 Still breathing the top cruises, man! Do Oh, the top gun! Everybody shut the fuck up! Everybody, shut the fuck up real quick! What happened there was you were all sleeping, having a collective fever dream, and now you're awake. Wait, wait, you just said the other thing was a dream. Then it's a dream within a dream. Oh my god! This is a pinwheel. You're stronger once you've resolved the union. We should kiss to distract people from stuff. Is that a chair? Oh, I mean water. No, so water. So water. It's awesome. It's so good. So good. We meant to do a sketch, just like a stylized, like, Lincoln assassination sketch, and I think this one went a little bit, it went off the rails. Uh, so we feel, we feel bad about it. So I think we're so gonna go back. If you guys can all just, you shut, just the shut, shut your up. fucking fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Just like, fucking shut, shut your goddamn shut the fuck, fuck up for two seconds. Fucking fuck just shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Fuck you so hard. And we're just gonna go back, and we're just gonna do this sketch. All right, no more movies. We're just going to do a Lincoln assassination sketch. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm. Ready to play, President Lincoln? Oh, the show will be beginning any minute. Splendid. I love the theater. I'm Superman. I was being Jason Statham. We can't do this. We can't do this. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. We're just going to do a different sketch. Something that we're sure about. Something that's different. All right? Structured. Structured. Something more structured. So if you just shut your fucking fuck up. Shut up. Hello, and welcome to the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm Chuck Whiteshot. And I'm Terry Blackman. And we want you to take our job. We've been motivational speakers for years. Decades. A single decade. And we're tired of it. Fucking sick of it. We're bored of this job and we want to go into filming people having sex. We're talking about you standing up here. Motivating people. Any people. While we film people. Any people. Making physical love to each other. <laughs> well, we can't do that because of the contracts we're currently under. Ten years ago, Chuck and I used to do courses of angel dust known northeast as Negro Blanco Pelagrosos. <laughs> And with the authorities hot on our trail after we burned down in the hospital on a dare, we did the only thing two guys in their late 20s could do to turn their lives around. Completely around. A 180. We, we literally made a deal with Satan for new lives, but we forgot to be specific, and he stuck us with the role of motivational speakers. Well, then he threatened to disavow those who care for most, and we didn't stay in this position for his own amusement. Now we're stuck in a constant hell where we can only warn people of the dangers of doing drugs. Even though we previously lived as two men who sold PCP to kids. Little, very young kids. We're stuck here forever. Unless two people, dressed like us and burn off their fingerprints, men in black style. Leaving behind their lives, their families, their children for a life of this. Which is wearing khakis, tucked in polo shirts without belts. And with Asics. And Nike sneakers. Respectively. Slowly withering away while Satan himself laughs at you every moment of your existence. Be and, uh, you can feel it. Because his laugh tickles your spine in such a way uh, that can only be described as horrible. And like trying to pee a sea urchin. All the while, Chuck and I will go off to become pornographic filmmakers. Because that sounds really awesome. And we're giving this opportunity first two people to stand up. <laughs> oh, but before everybody oh. stands up, there's a few things you need to know. Things we've done. Things you'll be taking on, such as the fact that in 2004 we attempted to escape the devil through a not dissimilar scheme in the small college town of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And we were close to succeeding, but we forgot that because Satan is literally Satan, he can see everything, including Chuck and I shaking hands with two men and laughing uncontrollably, having finally escaped the Satan.
he just put millions of tiny bugs in the abdomens of those two poor men and watched them writhe in unspeakable agony as punishment for agreeing to take our place? But we're pretty sure that won't happen again. Now, who here would like to stand up and take our place? We'll sweeten the deal by filming one of your physical acts of love. Well, just enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, that was funny. I like that. I want to say I apologize again. Oh, Andy. Greg, it's okay. We talked backstage, and, you know, he knows at home sometimes I go off, and I lose my cool, and it's I right. didn't mean to. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I actually wish you the best. I really think you're going to do great. Montreal can only be good for both of us because, you know, you can, you know, hopefully continue to work with me after your success. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I have complete creative control, I'll totally try to hire you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Andy, it's time. Oh. oh, that's it. That's how it works. You're yeah, you have to You're go gonna right be to the festival. You're going right to be a away. star, buddy. That's the way how it works. When you get on Montreal, I love you. I love you. I love you. Make sure you keep every bit of it in your diary. All the experiences. I'm going to video blog it. Video blog. Yep. Andy Frank's video blog. Funny bit. <laughs> Funny idea. We should have done that as a sketch. <laughs> I want to apologize. I lost my cool earlier. I think that's the Hitler blood. Get a little crazy once in a while. That's why you got to keep us occupied. I felt history repeating itself. Here I am, a young artist, hoping to achieve greatness. I struggled my entire life. A dead mother, an abusive father. I go to art school. I'm not that good. I go to improv school, I'm okay. <laughs> and then, as my great-grandfather rejected by a panel of mostly Jewish art teachers, I was rejected by the Jewish guy from Montreal. And because I probably was, or he was a little unhinged, and I am too, my art turned inward. And therefore, I set about unconsciously creating the most expansive and bloody piece of German expressionistic art in the 20th century, which was called World War II and the Holocaust. <laughs> Look at, it's a real theory. <laughs> it's a real idea. An artist who is so demented, turns inward, controls every aspect of visual presentation, creates camps that create moving Gustav Klimt paintings, and you tell me that he didn't paint the canvas of Europe with blood. Yes. You're wincing because it's true. You're wincing because this is what happens when we do not support the arts. <laughs> and we are entering into that era again. We are entering into an era of commoditized art where the idea of sponsored artistic expression, which does not have the requirement of sale, or profit is diminishing every year, which means that as more and more people can't experiment with expression, there will be more and more angry individuals who are a little unhinged. And one of them, at one point, in this country, or somewhere around the world, will do exactly the same thing. <laughs> and that's why, as Greg Hitler, you have to be as afraid of me as my great-grandfather. But not because I'm Greg Hitler, but just because I'm a person. Because the great fallacy of Hitler is that he was a monster. He was the devil. He was just a person. He was just a person who became an incredibly dangerous individual. <laughs> I like to think that Adolf Hitler was a failed artist and then became one of the greatest perpetrators of crimes against humanity in the 20th century. And George Bush engaged in the greatest crimes of humanity in the 21st century, and then became a bad artist. 
When will the American people reckon with their Holocaust? One million people murdered in the Middle East for nothing. When will we get off our dust and stop looking at our iPads? When will we accept that we are just the Himmlers and Goebbels and the innocent German people who to this day, some of them deny any of it happened, that they were somewhere else and six million people were murdered. 13 million total, 25 million in Russia. I want you to consider those numbers. As Greg Hitler, I am ashamed of myself. As a character playing Greg Hitler, I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> but maybe this method of delivery will make you understand that this can happen anytime. So yes, Hillary Clinton, not a great choice. But man, I would not want the alternative in this country. Vote Democrat. <laughs> Thank you. Follow The Tony Show at UCB on Twitter. Like the Facebook page, The Tony Show on Instagram. Thank you so much. We'll see look, you in May. Check out ep episodes of on iTunes. Also, go to iTunes and look up Tony Show UCB, where you can find three episodes of our show. <laughs>